Hi everyone, welcome to the College Exploration Spotlight Series. My name is Victoria and I work for the Charlotte Mecklenburg Library. Each episode, we're going to be interviewing current or recently graduated students at a variety of schools for teens to learn more about colleges before applying. Finding the right school to fit your wants and needs can be hard, but the library is here to help. Let's have some fun and explore these schools together. All opinions expressed by interviewees are solely their current opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Charlotte Mecklenburg Library or its affiliates. Their opinions are based upon their experiences and information in which they consider to be reliable. Today's interview is with Rhonda. Hi, Rhonda. Thank you so much for talking with me today. Hi, Tori. Thank you for having me. All right. So tell everyone what school you attended. Um, I actually attended Southeastern School of Neuromuscular Massage. Uh, in Charlotte. That's awesome. So did they, uh, is only massage therapy there? Um, at the time that I went uh, back in 2007 and 2008, yes, but now it's known as Southeastern Institute, where they became one of those schools that uh, may do like those other technical or trade type careers. So they probably have now maybe about six or seven, if not more, different areas, careers that you could go into. That's awesome. So mm-hmm. what led you to choose this school over any other options you might have had? Oh, my goodness. Uh, this was a career change for me. So okay. I always knew I wanted to be uh, in the field of massage therapy. Um, and so it wasn't until I got sick and tired of my my other career <laughs> that I said, let me let me research and do something that I really wanted to do. And so I, I was all over North Carolina. I was looking in Raleigh. I was, you know, trying to stay closer to to Greenville, North Carolina. And uh, then I would just one day I was just Googling and saw uh, this particular school. And I liked the concept of what it was trying to do instead of just sticking you into the relaxation field of massage. This was more of of a clinical setting. And so that's how I ended up finding this one and chose this one. That's really cool. I never thought about there being just the relaxation side versus there being the actual like medical clinical side because like as someone that has received many a massage going to places yes. like you can know that like it can definitely benefit your health more than you realize it doesn't just have to be like a oh I'm like doing this to relax a little bit kind of thing right right exactly that's awesome so what types of classes did you take like what what's part of the curriculum oh my goodness so it was a 500 hour program so uh i got a 500 uh 500 hour certification program that i went to on certain days we had certain things so for example like maybe on mondays we would call that our swedish massage day or what i also like to call traditional chinese medicine that people may be more familiar with like um i'm gonna say like reflexology or uh shiatsu or you know that type of stuff where where you're looking at more of the relaxation side of it where but it's also still therapeutic in the same tone and so you learned about basic things like that and um then we would have clinic days and we will also have neuromuscular days which is what i went for which is basically just saying hey you, you're coming to me, you say, Rhonda, oh, I got this neck pain or upper back pain. And neuromuscular would look at the source instead of your pain. We'll look okay. at the muscle that's causing the pain. And then one of my favorite days, of course, is anatomy and physiology. That was another, uh, <laughs> some other classes that we had to take. Yeah. So mm-hmm. is the type of program like where you do a lot of like hands-on, like you're giving massages or is that like it later was amazing. in your curriculum? No, it's, it starts off, <laughs> you, you're, you're getting hands on every single day. Uh, like which literally is hands I, on every day. Literally, yeah. Literally, so, <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to probably say except for 
the anatomy. Some days anatomy was just strictly learning about the muscles. It wasn't that yeah. you were touching them. It was just that you were learning about them and the movement of them, right? So, but whenever we had our Swedish and neuromuscular days, that was our hands-on where we had to find attachments, uh, learn about the movement, doing all of that kind of stuff. So, so we literally got massaged pretty much maybe three or four times a week, if not more, that's which is okay, crazy. by the way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, don't ever turn that down, but like, that's really right. cool. Like, yeah. and of course, like, I guess it goes without saying that you, should assume that anatomy and physiology would be a huge aspect of your program because you would need to know so you don't yes. like, hurt somebody or do something incorrect yes we had flashcards for days we had study groups all the time and things like that what helped me though is that I had a, a BS degree in environmental health and public health so anatomy and physiology was a part of what I had to learn anyway so that part was fun for me because I always already knew a lot of it yeah but to get the refresher it made it fun because that was one of my more fun classes in college so was there any more like classes that people might not expect you would have to take to be a part of this program or is it all kind of like doing well actual massages kind of thing I think that's I think that was I think that was the thing with that neuromuscular aspect I promise you I think most people just just in general when they think about massage they just think think about somebody just really massaging their neck and shoulders and not really looking at like hey well this person suffers from migraines let's look at that well this person has uh scoliosis or their their joints are degenerating let's let's you know they don't think yeah. about looking at that it's all about oh man I just want to relax and that's what you get from most people when they come in for massages that they want to relax so let's say somebody that just gets them all the time or ha- has you know friends that are therapists that will let you know, like, hey, no, ask for this, ask for that. I, I think for the most part, just having that neuromuscular aspect is very hard to find now in a lot of schools because so many people, uh, do they do focus on the relaxation part of it. Yeah, I had a massage once where when the woman was massaging my head, she yes. was like, I can tell you drink a lot of water. I can tell you about a high protein diet. I can tell that you've got stomach mm-hmm. issues. And I was my, yes. I was mind blown. And yes. I, that's an education. Like, that's, yes, that's not absolutely just like I'm reading your mind. I'm a psychic. Like, that's an education. Yeah, that's knowing more. It's, it's really hard to, to not read somebody's body as a massage therapist, because it's not just about what your hands are feeling you uh, telling you. It's also about what that body, what the person's body is telling you. And that's why um, and that's why what you were talking about with the different classes. I think for me, I think I think that the continuing education classes is where you really learn a whole lot more as well. Where you'll be able to tell some of the things like what your therapist was able to tell you about your Absolutely. body. And mm-hmm. see, that's really cool that like you're learning that type of thing and like there's an opportunity for education like that because that could yes. really benefit people. Absolutely. For sure. So how would you rate your overall experience at this school? Oh my gosh. Mine, look, on a scale of one to 10, I would have to say a 10. But Tori, like I said, I'm a little biased. I've been wanting to do massage therapy ever since I was 18. And yeah. now that I'm, I'm much further along than that right now, um, uh, I know I made the best choice by choosing that particular school. It's just that I know that my foundation of me coming out was on point. I knew what they taught me. I could go anywhere and feel comfortable even being a new therapist fresh out of school and feel yeah. like I would be okay to contribute something to somebody's organization. For sure. That's a good feeling. Anything? That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So can you tell me about your best or a standout faculty experience? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, you know, that's a, that's a really good question, actually. I um, I had fun when I was in, in massage school, right? And so it was, we had to do a lot of different type of presentations and things like that. 
outside of just working with each other, because you never worked alone, right? Because you always need somebody to, to perform massage on. Absolutely. Um, I had one instance with, actually it was a couple, <laughs> it was a couple. But I had one instance with uh, one of my neuromuscular teachers, uh, Mr. Phillips. And I remember, because you know, they watched you, like that's how you had to learn about working on somebody, but the instructors also watched you to make sure that you were doing uh, things properly, but he had a way of making you uh, locate a muscle that you wouldn't even that you wouldn't even think about. And so we had this thing. This was early on when I first started in in school, and uh, we had a thing called engagement sites. That was something that we always had to be aware of, right? And so for me, engagement site means, oh my gosh, trying to stay away. So in my yeah. head, at the beginning of that, that's what it, you know that's what it was. And so one day he saw me, um, he saw me massaging. And I was on the back of someone's leg. And so behind the knee, we have certain areas behind the knee, like the bend of the uh, elbow and stuff like that are what we call engagement sites. So I literally, if I was doing a relaxation massage or a sweetest massage, I literally would just start from that person's uh, heel of their foot if they're laying on their stomach and go down the leg. And when I would get to the back of the knee, I literally would lose contact with the body and then pick back up with it on the back of the hamstring. Yeah. And I'm so glad he stopped me because it was, he said, and he broke it down. He said, Rhonda, just because it is an endangerment site doesn't mean you can't touch it. He was like, you just don't have to apply, apply sustained pressure. Now that changed my life because I learned how to work the knee better. Right. So when somebody comes yeah. in with hurt knees, now I know I can do some stuff on the back of the knee, but it, it helped me going forward with when I had to get in clinic and had to, to do certain things. Um, but then one of my most fun experiences was probably with uh, Miss Patty O'Dell, who passed away, uh, I don't know, maybe like a few years ago. Uh, and I was so, because I didn't want to learn anything about relaxation massages, I only wanted the neuromuscular aspect of it. She caught me one day, like, said, I don't know why we have to do this. This doesn't make sense. And now that reflexology is one of my favorite modalities to do, I, I, I thank her for that because she caught me and, and stopped me to, to not be so close-minded. That's and, great. And, and in the world that we live in, we find it out that being closed minded is not going to get you too far. Yeah. No, that's so awesome those, to have those professors. Are yes. Oh, my gosh. It's like yes. nice that when you've got that and they're like, no, like I'm seeing you show fear in something. And I'm telling you, like, I'm so glad that you're recognizing that this is like a spot you have to be careful with. But like, yes. hey, it's still possible. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I know what you want to do, but don't turn this stuff down. Like, don't say what? no. Like, <laughs> Exactly. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> so on the same topic of faculty, what experience does a faculty have in this field? Because that definitely will play a part into your education and what you end up doing. Yeah, that is that is true, too. I, um, I think for me, what we saw from the instructors that we had, they all had had a lengthy career in massage therapy to begin with. Like whether they whether they started off in a spa or whether they started off at one of the chain um, places or whether they started off in a chiropractor's office and their education was beyond like they had masters and all that kind of stuff in their in, in anatomy and physiology or even sports medicine and things like that. So it was like it, it made it real easy to learn from them because we knew that they had had the proper education and skill set to be teaching us, number one. Um, and so that, that just made a huge difference knowing that they all had diverse backgrounds, whether they were in hospital settings. It just let me know that I'm like, wow, I'm entering a field that there's a lot of possibility. And it's not yeah. just pigeonholed to work it in a, in a spa setting. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a really cool thing to know, to know that there's so many different ways in which you can, you know, work in this field. Because mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It can be a spa. It could be a chain. You could be doing yes. something in sports. You could yes. be doing something in a chiropractor's office, which is, by the way, is fantastic to have those both together. It's an incredible Yes, they experience. do complement each other. Absolutely. And just, it, it's nice to know that your career is more flexible than you realize. Yes. And it's, that, that's awesome that you have yes. that. Yes. So what services does the school have in place to help you finding a career after graduation? Well, for for me, uh, when I was, and I'm sure there's so much more advanced now, because uh, when I graduated in 2008, um, they had career day to, yeah. to help close us out for our, for our for the end of our program. But throughout um, our learning there, it was, um, you always had resources that you could go to. Our director of student services made it very clear about different places and, and, and businesses that you could go to. And they would always have communication board where, where things would be posted for us to use. So they did make sure that we had the resources to make the decision that was best for us because you did have some people that were there and they knew they wanted to start a business right away. Then you had some that were there that they knew that, well, you know what, I'm new to the area, so let me go work for a chain or a spa where, where the marketing and that part is not, you know, I don't have to worry about that part. So I felt like they had a good system in place where it was just based on what you were trying to do and we'll help you with with that. But I think career day was probably the biggest thing. And throughout our our time there, they would have people come in to just talk about massage, period, and 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 things that you could do with the with the career. That's really awesome. Mm-hmm. All yes. right. So my very last question for you: yes. What do you wish you had known that an incoming or a prospective student could benefit from? Hmm. Okay. Um. Let me think. Uh. Wow. The reason why why that is tough for me is because I did so much research before I actually enrolled in a school. Yeah. um, And because I knew that's what I wanted to do. But I will tell somebody that's new and coming into uh, massage therapy or any type of trade, because that's what it is. Any type of trade field is to is to definitely learn the difference between certification and your associate's degree programs to see which one would better suit you. Um, also to definitely be aware of, uh, the national organizations and all of the, all of the licensing and, you know, just the, just the protocol of what you have to do to even become, uh, what you want to do in massage or whatever other trade. Um, so I didn't, I didn't realize all that you do have to do to maintain not only your license, but to maintain your insurances and, and things like that. So I think if, if I would have known more about that, I would have been better prepared with picking a, a great liability insurance to start off with and learning what things cover and all that kind of stuff. So just the, just the backdrop behind all of being having a trade and being and being licensed and things like that. Yeah, no, I think that's great advice. I think it's really great for someone to sort of like learn ahead of time. Like this isn't just like giving massages. This is there's insurance, there's education, there's like certifications, there's going to be lots Mm -hmm. of things to it. So it's, don't think it's just an easy route. It's, you know, there's more to it. I like that. It's just not about getting your certification is you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do the the other stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today. It's been a joy to learn all about this. I learned so much. No, thank you, Tori. And and thank you for inviting me here. It has been great to share because I think massage is something that a lot of people should have in their life. And um, so thank you for giving it a platform to be discussed. Mm -hmm. 
The library wants to be able to help teens on their journey as best we can. So for more information about College and Career Connections, please visit Charlotte Mecklenburg Library's website, cmlibrary.org teens, and also check out the Career Exploration Spotlight podcast series. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. If you loved what you just heard or know someone who would, please share it. Take a screenshot of the episode and share it on social media, and don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you want to lend your personal support to what we're doing, leave a review on your podcast provider. Tune in every other week for a new episode of the College Exploration Spotlight series, and we'll see you then.